we of course know that during this month of November as Catholics, we dedicate in a specific way our time and effort and energy um, to pray spe specifically for the dead, right? During the month of November, the church always asks us to pray for our loved ones um, who are not yet in heaven, asking for our prayers, our sacrifices, our intercession. We, of course, also do that every Mass, especially during the Eucharistic prayer, but we specifically do so in a special way during this month of November. It's fitting that this first weekend of November now, uh, the readings this morning that we just heard proclaimed have to do with a really important topic in regarding the reality of death, namely the resurrection, right? The theme this morning, if you want to call it a theme in our readings, is the resurrection. We cannot talk about death unless we can also talk about the resurrection. So what I want to do this morning is try to piece together our rather complex readings as best I can and then offer three points on what you and I believe as Catholics about the resurrection of the dead. And so first, let's look at a few points from our readings. You'll notice in the Gospel that Jesus is now debating with a new group of Jewish leaders. The last couple of weeks, it's always been the Pharisees, right? But now today, we're introduced to a group called the Sadducees. Luke tells us a little bit about them. He says that they are those who, did, who deny there is a resurrection. The Sadducees do not believe in an afterlife. They don't believe in the resurrection of the dead after we die. They deny it. We're told that there is no resurrection. Now, I know sometimes it's hard to kind of keep track of these different Jewish groups, Pharisees and Sadducees and the Essenes and all these different groups. I was taught as a child that the difference between the Pharisees and the Sadducees is that the Sadducees say there is no life after death. That's why they're so Sadducee. Okay. That's not found in the original Hebrew, but it works in English, right? That's why they're so Sadducee. They don't believe in a resurrection. Now, believe it or not, at that time, that viewpoint that there is no afterlife was in many ways the prevailing Jewish view. That was a commonplace view in Judaism for thousands of years. It wasn't just the Sadducees, it was many Jewish individuals and believers that said there is no life after death. So in some ways, they were kind of in the streamlined view of this position. Now, the reason they didn't believe in an afterlife is their main source of belief as Jewish people was what? The Torah, our modern-day first five books of the Old Testament, right? They said that if you look in the Torah, if you look in those first five books, you will find no evidence of life after death. And so they're saying we're being faithful to the law of Moses, we're being faithful to the law. There's nothing here that says anything about life after death. And in some ways, up until Jesus... They were right. There was little evidence in the law about life after death. So before we throw them under the bus, they were actually being somewhat faithful to their interpretation of the Jewish law. Now, our first reading talked about the Maccabees. A little bit of historical context, we're looking at 200 BC. 
So in the grand scheme of things, we're getting really close to the birth, life, death, resurrection of Christ. 200 BC, we're only 200 years out. These guys, the Maccabees, right, they were a faithful Jewish family who were being persecuted by the Greeks. The Greeks wanted them to defy the Jewish law by eating pork. They said, no way, we'll go to death for it. And this fourth brother, at the very end of our reading this morning, the fourth brother, the fourth Maccabean brother, right before he dies and gives up his life for the Jewish law, says this, I have hope in God of being raised up by him. So now all of a sudden you have this belief becoming more commonplace in Jewish culture that there is life after death, there is hope of being raised up by him, okay? It's one of the first kind of movements you have in Jewish religion that there is life after death. The Maccabees saying, I have hope, I am going to the point of death, not because I'm trying to show the Greeks how stubborn I am, <laughs> but because I believe that there is life after death and I will be raised up again. That's what they believed. Now fast forward 200 years to Jesus, Jesus showing up. What did he talk about all the time in his preaching and teaching? The afterlife, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And he didn't just talk about it in a generic way like some place way out there. What did he actually say about the resurrection? He said that he was the resurrection. Isn't that incredible? He didn't just say there is a resurrection. He said, I am the resurrection. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus claimed himself to be the resurrection. And by saying the word I am, that was a name, those three letters, I am, that were specifically reserved for the name of God. So he's both claiming to be God and claiming to be the resurrection tying those two things together. Now, to satisfy all of these Sadducees who said you can't find proof of the resurrection in the Jewish law, Jesus says, actually, you can. And here's where you find it. Do you remember when Moses encountered God at the burning bush? And Moses said to God, okay, I got to go back and tell all these guys who you are when I tell them about this experience. What am I supposed to tell them? right? Moses said to God, what am I supposed to tell everyone about who you are and what your name is? What did God say? He said, I am who I am. Great. <laughs> really helpful. But that's why I remember when Jesus says, I am, he's taking on that same divine name that God gave to Moses at the burning bush. So it's all connected. Moses heard God say, I am who I am. And then God said to Moses, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And if you're Moses, you're saying, interesting, I've heard of those guys before. And guess what, God? They've been dead a long time. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob have been gone for a long time. In fact, I know where their grave is. But then God says something remarkable to Moses. He says, no, no, no. I am not God of the dead. I am God of the living. If Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob have been dead for centuries, and God is saying to Moses, 
that I am also the God of them, the God of the living. Jesus is interpreting that as saying, this is God revealing in the law, in the Torah, in the Jewish scriptures, proof, evidence of the resurrection, that there is life after death. That's how Jesus, the Son of God, interpreted that reality. Okay, that's a lot I know. What are we supposed to make of all this? I want to offer three quick, basic Catholic beliefs that we have about life after death, specifically the resurrection. Number one, number one, we get our bodies back. When we talk about life after death, we're not just talking about being a spirit somewhere. We're talking about a real fleshly existence, having hands, having feet, having a body, We're talking about a real resurrection of the body after death, that we get our bodies back. Now, you might be saying right now, I wonder what that's going to be like, right? Is it the same or is it different? Is it the same body? Is it a different body? The answer, yes. (laughs) Okay. It's the same and it's different. What's our proof for that? Well, everything we believe about the resurrection comes to us from Jesus' own resurrection. So was Jesus, after he died and rose again on the third day, was his body different or was it the same? Yes. It was the same and it was different. How was it different? Well, remember, when Jesus started appearing after he rose again, remember how many people didn't recognize him? Mary Magdalene in the garden didn't recognize him. Must have looked a little bit different. The two disciples on the road to Emmaus, they're walking with him. They're asking him, telling him about how tragic it is that their Messiah died. And they don't even realize they're walking with Jesus. He must have looked a little bit different. When he showed up in the upper room, he walked through a wall. He couldn't do that before. He must have looked a little bit different. But then, he must have looked the same. Because there were times when he spoke that they said, ah, it is him. It is the Lord, right? He must have been the same because remember at the shore of the Sea of Galilee when they gave him fish to eat for breakfast? I don't know who eats fish for breakfast, but Jesus did, okay? What did he do with a fish? He ate it. Ghosts don't eat. Jesus' body must have been the same. And remember when Thomas showed up and said, until I put my hands in his side and his feet, I will not believe. What did Thomas do? He did it. And he touched Jesus. It must have been the same. It was different, yet it's the same. The best analogy that I've heard is maybe imagine somebody that you grew up with and you haven't seen since the first grade. And then when you're 70 years old, you're at Dan's supermarket and you ran, run into first grade Billy Bob And you say, Billy Bob, I have not seen you since the first grade. Oh, how different you look. It's been 63 years, whatever it be, right? Is Billy Bob different or the same? Yes, both the same and different. What we talk about in terms of being glorified in our body is we get our bodies back and it is the same, yet it is different. Second point really quickly. Um, a lot of 
folks will say, I don't believe any of this. Well, guess what? It's always been denied. St. Augustine, in the 4th century, said the primary Christian teaching that is rejected today, meaning 4th century, is whether or not there's a resurrection of the body. So all these New Age atheists who think they're so smart and saying, I don't believe any of this. Well, guess what? Your belief has been around for a long, long time too, so congratulations, okay? This is nothing new, right? And so we believe it because Jesus revealed it to us. Finally, final point. What causes all of this to happen? What causes the resurrection of the dead to happen? What causes our bodies to one day be raised again? Jesus. He has the power to do so. He has the power to crush death forever. And in fact, he did. Everyone, I know that suffering is hard. I know that losing loved ones is one of the most painful things we experience. But we believe in life after death, not in some kind of vague way, but in a very, very particular way. We believe that we get our bodies back and that new body that we get back someday in heaven on the last day will never experience cancer, will never experience pain, will never decay again. We get an eternal, glorious body back. And for that, we give thanks to Almighty God.